welcome back to the Intentional Queen podcast with your host Janine, where women come to be empowered, to peel back those layers, to get that self-healing, that self-love, and uh, get their journey to restoration. You are back for the final part of the Eagle series where we were talking about Don't Be Afraid to Soar. The first two episodes were me speaking about the Eagle and all the things that they can do and how we can model our lives around them. And then the second episode was when I had my brother come through Robert to interview with us and share some of his wisdom nuggets with us. He talked about a lot of things, but the key big points that you queens let me know when you sent me the reviews is you love those pop quizzes. So make sure you out there doing them pop quizzes. And people was just amazed about the flight test. And I had some mothers let me know that they felt the the energy that me and my brother were sharing about our parents and our upbringing and how sometimes when the nest is uncomfortable, uh, you don't really understand what it's doing. It's helping us to grow bigger um, and do better later on in life. And my brother also spoke on the caterpillar fra- uh, phase and making sure that people are learning and ingesting and getting all the information. But he talked more about how when they're in the cocoon phase, don't break people out of the cocoon phase too early because you can detriment them. And he talked more about how that's the time that you're learning how to strengthen your wings and strengthen yourself. And so if you get let out too um, prematurely, it can be detrimental to your growth. So make sure you are taking the time to strengthen yourself before getting out there to fly like a butterfly as well. So this is the last part, as I said, But I also wanted to talk about, I listened to another podcast by one of my good friends, LaTorsha, and this week's episode, she was talking about how we can be looking about labels, but more than anything, stop helping people and enabling them and being a fixer. You know, sometimes you can stunt their growth talked about as as a mommy which I'm guilty of too when my son was small you know he was in the pack and play she said and she used to give him the chair I mean give him the 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 bottle and the toy and everything he needs so she was wondering why he wasn't really walking much at one when the pediatrician was asking about his walking and they told her that she made everything too easy he doesn't have to do anything you know everything is always right there for them and sometimes I feel like in life we can cater to people And we give them everything and they won't know how to fish for themselves or do for themselves. Once again, like that eagle's nest, making it uncomfortable. If everything's done for you, how can you function on your own? So I thought her explanation was awesome. And so was my brother's. And so we're going to wrap up with the last part of the series. I hope you guys have been blessed by the eagle series. If you have not heard the first two parts, please go back and listen to them. And, uh, Thank you guys again. Make sure to subscribe and share with friends and stay tuned. Walk before you crawl, you know, like you got to stay in your face and own it. You know, you're not ready. You don't want to be detrimental in your future or your Mm -hmm. growth process if you're doing stuff or skipping steps. So I think that hit right on. Yeah. Yeah. It's value in that. It's painful though. And, and, And let's keep it real. It is painful. It's not something we love, right? We don't love to struggle. Nobody mm-hmm. wakes up and say, I want to struggle today. God, help me struggle. No. But we will say, God, I want to be better. God, I want to have this. God, I want to achieve that. So God says, okay, let me put some things along your path that you need to go through to actually prepare you for that. 
right? It's yeah. like hitting the lottery. We want money. We want to have this and have that. If somebody just gave you the money and you're not prepared in how to handle it or invest it, the money will blow. They blow the money in the lottery a lot of times, right? Because people have, may not have been brought up in money and know how to handle money. And so they spend it different. So again, a lot of things we go through is to help us grow if we leverage it for that, right? Because good, better, and different adversity will happen. Yes. It will happen. How we view it, which goes back to your point of perspective, is key. So when you mention, hey, people need to change their perspective, well, we do need to understand that we are the manifestation of our experiences in life. And since I am the manifestation of that, then my lens is based upon what I've either been taught or what I've experienced, right? So sometimes you may see something that somebody doesn't see. It's because they have experienced things in life differently. So they view it different where you may view it as an obstacle. They may view it as an opportunity based upon what they've been through. And so we've all been through different things. And the more we learn about what we've been through, we understand that other people have been through things similarly or differently. So we won't hold them as accountable as we should. We, we can be a little bit more empathetic and understanding. Um, and that's what I mean. Right, 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 right. And, and I talk to you all the time about standing in the space of gratitude, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. Thank you. Oh, you're giving me a hard time? Thank you. You know why? Because some. I, I'm still going to get it done. I just need to learn another way to do it. You have now put me in a position to learn another way. It's still going to happen. So thank you. Thank right? you. Delicious. You close this door on me. I don't get this job. You close this door on me. Thank you. Because guess what? I would have never got this other job over here because I would have been more comfortable in that job. So thank you for, for not giving me the job. If a relationship didn't work out, thank you. Good, better, and different. I learned something about myself along the process. Mm-hmm. I might have made some decisions that I just didn't know mm-hmm. at the time. And there's a difference between, because I've asked people in the past, you know, what's the best decision you ever made, right? So what's the best decision you ever made in your life? You can't say your children. You can't say family because those are the easy go-tos right? No, you can't say that. What's the best decision you ever made? And most of the time, people will tell you the best outcome they ever had. They don't tell you the best decision they ever made. See, a lot of people judge their decisions based upon an outcome. So I'm going to go ahead and, and destroy that thought process right now. If a person's drinking and driving, okay, and they get home safely, they made a bad decision, but they had a good outcome. But guess what happens? Oh, man, I drunk a drive before. I got home safe. I can do it again. So what happens is it reinforces that negative decision because you had a good outcome. But it doesn't mean it was a good decision. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be the reverse. There's going to be times you make really good decisions based upon what you know at that moment in time, whether it be a relationship or anything else. But it does not work out. That does not mean you made a bad decision. It just means you had a bad outcome. But the decision was good based upon what you knew. And so what I'm saying to you all here is circling back around to the eagle and she's going to test and she's going to make a decision. And that decision may be a good decision based on her test and what she's experienced, but it may not work out the way she planned. But guess what? Good, better, and different. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, that's good, y'all. I hope y'all in the car at the gym doing stuff for the kids. Like go ahead. Two snaps on that. Two snaps on that. Well, listen, I, I'm just, whew, 
you gave me more wisdom nuggets than what we had from our other conversations. So I just hope y'all getting this message. And as you can see, uh, Robert wants to come back and do some more with us. So if it's something that you guys are liking, make sure to uh, put it in a comment, send it through the email um, at intentionalqueenjourney at gmail. And just let me know because we're trying to create content that's reaching out to your needs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Robert... This was I mean, an there's awesome some, conversation. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else you want to give my attentional queens right now? Yeah, I, I, what I don't want to do is not give them enough to chew on, right? And so I want to talk about, because we talked about tests, mm -hmm. and we talked about the types of relationships, which we can come back around and make that its own thing. Because I think we are in relationships, whether it be with coworkers, family, partners, whatever. They're, they're all relationships, but they're different types and people need to understand what type they're in because some people think they're in a partnership but it's more like a sponsorship but we'll come back to that we'll save that and see if the queens okay. want to really dig into that right we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that um but they, but, they may listen do you got a sponsor talk, or do you got a partner listen, what you got they, out right, here right what you working with what you working with in these streets what you got in these streets there, there's there, there's certain characteristics and um certain um um behaviors that come with it you know people want to be treated like a partner but they act like, like they've been sponsored. And so, but we'll get into that. Okay. Um, but I want to touch on to, 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 to another test thing, right? So, so some of the tests you want to think about is how to work through conflict, which I touched on because people handle conflict differently, but that's a test because y'all will have conflict and do people keep score? You know, do they throw things in your face? Um, are they forgiving? You know, y'all will work through that. And it goes both ways because remember, it's not really about them, it's about you. Right. So think about that. That's one of the tests. Another test is talking about dreams. Mm. I think that's something people should talk about early. Talk about your dreams. And you may say, well, why? Why, Rob? Why would we talk about our dreams? Because people make decisions in relations to their dreams. True. I'm going to say it again. People mm. make decisions in relations to their dreams. If you don't know what they're dreaming about, then you might not understand the decisions they're making and why they're so strong and, 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 and stubborn about certain points. Well, that point may support their dream. So, 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 so let's dig into that because that's a whole different level of intimacy is to get to the point where you're talking about dreams, right? Because you have physical, you got emotional, you got intellectual, you got spiritual intimacy. You have different levels. But if we, we can get into that at a certain point if you want to, too. But, but what I'm saying right now is from a dream perspective, which is more on the intellectual side, when you understand a person's dreams and you understand, okay, this is why they're making those decisions, you can see three things. Does this complement my dreams? Because you should share yours as well. Does this contradict my dreams? Because there may be some challenges y'all have in the future if it's contradicting. Or can these dreams just coexist? Because they may not complement, but they can coexist, right? I like that. Mm -hmm. So the three C's, compliment, contradict, or coexist. Can it, can, where, where does it fall? Because if I understand intimately and deeply inside of this person, they are connected to their dreams and they're going to make these decisions based upon that. And this is what I learned through my relationships throughout life. It's hard to change a person in their dream. You know what I mean? Like, cause they're locked into that. They might've had that since a child, right? Come on now. Come on now. You're you know, speaking I, that I, truth I right know. there. Right. And, and, and a person, if you truly want to know who you're with, you need to have that conversation. Right. And what you will find is a couple things. Right. One thing you may find is some people don't spend enough time thinking about dreams. They just haven't spent the time. 
right? They, they're so focused on life and their day to day that they really haven't thought about dreams. You know, another thing you may find is that a person's dreams may already be your reality. I'm going to say that again. A break person's that down dreams, a little bit for me. Go ahead, break it down. A person, okay, a person's dreams may be already be your reality. Let me give you an example. So at one point in time, there was a young lady I was dating. And um, I had learned about dreams and the power of them. And so I started talking to her about her dreams. I said, hey, so what do you dream about? You know, what, what are your aspirations? Like, what, what, what for you is like the ultimate? Like, how do you know what's your vision? Good? Yeah, what's yeah, your vision? Yeah, yeah. I don't ask her vision because when I ask her vision, it sounds more like a business deal, right? <laughs> Okay. It sounds more like a business plan. Hey, what's your vision? Where, where do you see yourself in 10 years? What's because that's what they teach, but they, they, they teach us that, right? Let's keep it real. This is what they, you know, we read these books. This is what it tells us. But I think you can still get there, though, if you ask the person about their dreams. Because their dreams are more important than our vision. I'm going to tell you why. Because, again, their dream is something they're very passionate about. So, so you may have a young, I, so I, I use this exact, exact um, example. So I ask her, hey, what are your dreams? I want to make sure my, my daughter has a positive role model in her life. I said, okay, cool. What's another dream? I want to make sure my daughter is successful and she's able to achieve all the things and she has no wants in, in the world. She, like, she has everything she needs. I said, okay. I said, what's another dream, right? She says, I want to be able to travel. I said, okay, any other dreams? She said, no, those are my three dreams. And I thought to myself, her dreams, oh, okay, there was one more. I'm, uh, let, me, let me be correct. There was one more dream. I said, well, how much money because I had to ask this myself. She didn't say it was a dream, but I was inquiring. How much money is enough money for you to feel like you're good? Like you have enough money, you feel like you're good, you don't have to worry, you know, you feel safe, you, you have enough. How much enough? And she was like, uh, nobody's ever asked me that. I said, no, just, I'm curious. How much money is enough? So she sat, she thought about it, she thought about it, she sat, she thought about it. And I think she said something around 70,000. I said, okay, 70,000. Okay, cool. And so then I left it alone. I didn't say anything else right? Because it wasn't for me to judge her dream, right? It was just to understand what her dreams were. Mm -hmm. Now, behind the scenes, when I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, hey, a role of a relationship, and we'll get into that because every relationship should have a purpose so we can get into that. So at that point, I'm like, I'm not going to judge her dream, right? I'm just going to hear her dream, right? It's not for me to judge. So behind the scenes, though, what I'm saying to myself is, how can I support her? Right. If these are her dreams and that she makes some decisions based upon her dreams, can I help that happen? So I'm like, OK, yeah, being a positive role model for her daughter. Check. I can do that. Traveling. OK, we can do that. Right. You know, she didn't travel, say international. When I asked her about traveling, she was talking about Atlanta, you know, California, stuff like that. OK, I travel for work. So we can do that. You know, not a problem. You, you can go out with me or we can do it on our own. Right. We can make that happen. Check. The other dream was. She, she wanted to make sure her daughter has certain things. And, and that's basically how you raise and support and develop, right? So if I'm with her and we're a unit, we're going to do that, then great. We can do that. Check, check, check. Then the, the financial one I was curious about because I wanted to kind of know like, how she viewed money and what she was interested in. And she said 70000 And to myself, I'm thinking, okay, cool. How can I support that for her? Not how can I give that to her. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how can I support her to get what she feels though she needs to, to feel comfortable. Safe, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, hold on. Let's do the math. Can I sit back? 70,000? Okay, 1,000 a month. That's 12,000. 12 times 12, boom, boom, boom. You start doing the math. You start saying, oh, five, six years. Okay, we can make that happen. You know how I do that? I just say, hey, we live together. I pay the bills. All I need you to do is save this amount, uh, uh, amount a month. And, and I'll cover this. And you cover that, uh, you know, however we decide the bills, if we're going to be together. And then that positions her to put money away. 
at that point, she did it on her own, right? We're together, but she did it on her own. So it's not like I gave her anything. She did it. Her daughter's good and all. So her dreams have been made. Uh, we're good. And that's you give what her that I mean. Space. How, You're giving right, her that space to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. right. But that's what I mean by how sometimes somebody's dreams could be your reality, right? Is that you can actually help make that real for them. They're, they're calling that a dream. And you're saying, well, hold on, that's just a goal. We can, we can make that happen. We can, we can position that. So, so, so I say that to say, it's not for us to judge it. It's just to understand because sometimes, again, it's our reality already. So we may say, well, that's not no dream. So I won't say that. I'm not going to say, oh, that's not no dream. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to encourage her to continue to dream. Because after those things happen, you say, well, what else? What else you want to do? What else you see yourself doing? And she starts saying, oh, well, what about this? So I just think it's power in that. And every relationship should have a purpose. Like from a partnership standpoint, if you're with somebody, it should have a purpose. People are getting in relationships that have no purpose, right? If the purpose is children, okay, what happens when the children are grown and they're gone? Now your relationship has no purpose. If the purpose is stability, okay, what happens when things get unstable? We just had a pandemic. People lose jobs. Things change. What happened is that financial stability that was the reason you were there, that was your purpose, is no longer there. Okay. What happens? So, so without that purpose, that is something that can last a long time. Like I, I'll tell you what the purpose should be in my eyes. The purpose should be to support each other's goals. If, you're, if your purpose of your relationship is to be together to support each other's goals, y'all always will have goals and you will always be able to support each other when the children are gone, if the money's funny, whatever that is, when y'all are tested, when y'all are not getting along, when y'all are not feel like you're in love, but you still have signed on and committed to supporting each other's goals. You have a purpose. Your relationship serves a purpose that's bigger than you. It's not a you thing, it's a us thing. And I think people need to think about that. But that starts with having talks about dreams. I like that, y'all. He up there speaking about that book. I keep telling you about that four seasons of marriage and relationships, but also, you know, knowing them love languages and knowing how people relate and mm-hmm. what they need, giving them mm-hmm. what they need, not what you mm-hmm. want to give them, but what they mm-hmm. what they mm-hmm. need to do what they trying to do, you know, see how mm-hmm. they like things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you support them, right? How do you support them? And, and that's the key. And then what happens is, you know, ultimately they're going to want to support you as well. And that's why if you're supporting, you need to understand, does it contradict? Does it complement, or can it coexist? Because how do I support a dream that contradicts my dream? That's like somebody going against something they want. And you know what happens? You know what happens when a person gives up their dream unwillingly? Like they just be like, Oh, I'm just, I'm gonna give up my dream. They feel resentment if things don't work out the way they think they should. Come on now, speak that word. Right. So you just, you know, keep that in mind that, you know, if you're going to sacrifice your dream, I'm not saying don't do it, but do it willingly. That's something that you want to do, not because they said it or you think that's what they want, because you can't be mad at them if things don't work out the way you expected them to because you sacrificed your dream that you chose to sacrifice. It's a choice. You know? We talked about choices. They can I think that's really good. Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah. But I think what you really hit on, big bro, that I thought was real good was that did you talk to them up front? Mm-hmm. about what their dreams was you can express mm-hmm. your dreams but were you really learning about their dreams and mm-hmm. seeing if they hit the triple c you know because you can start blossoming a relationship get too deep into it and next thing you know you didn't really do the work on the triple c and then it's contradicting it's just all mm-hmm. types of contradiction and uh resentment resentfulness can get in the way um but i keep telling my listeners out there about that book by um Sarah Jake Roberts' husband called wholeness about you got to live in remorse. 
not regret. So that gets you out of that bitterness type thing. Remorse is more so of it is what it is. The relationship didn't work out the way I wanted mm-hmm. to. And so what did I learn from it? And what am I going to do better as I transition or do my flight mm-hmm. test or whatever things you're going to do out there in the streets to get your relationships in order? What are you going to do for your testing phase next time? Mm-hmm. What did you learn from it? Regretfulness, like you said, mm-hmm. um, is when you mad, you, you resentful, like, ah, I can't believe I did gave up my dream. And I did, you know, and that just leads to so much anger. But the key point that you touch on is it's a choice you know, um, about what you chose to do while in those relationships with those people. And one thing that came up for me this week, somebody was talking to me about was manuals. And we sometimes put labels on people on manuals on how we're going to deal with people accordingly. Mm -hmm. I call it street code or, you know, what lane you in. Um, For instance, you my brother, and there's a lane that me and you stick in as siblings. And, you know, we got other family members and that's a lane that you stick in. You got coworkers, that's a lane. And that's a personal thought about how you feel about it. They don't really know the lane. They don't really know the manual and the rules and the expectations we have for them. So therefore having expectations can hurt your relationships too, because sometimes they're unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And, they're unsa- and they're unsaid, right. like you said. The right? manuals, they're, yeah, the lanes. Right. So people are trying to live up to something they don't even know they're trying to live up to. Yes. They're violating things that they don't even know they're violating. Codes just right, just out right. here violating codes like a violator. Yes, yes, right, right. right. And Creating they're unsaid. Fights. Yeah, yes. and, and I'm gonna tell you, um, it's really about intentions and not expectations, right? Mm. It's really That's about intentions. Yeah. Yes, come on now, yeah. speak the name of this podcast right now. Mm. That's why it's mm. called that. Yes. Also, because you just touched on something that made me think about the eagle, right? And the fact that um, you know when she's doing the flight test, if it doesn't work, she just stops. I want to I wanna definitely point out the difference between quitting and stopping. Okay. Mm, come on now. Okay. Quitting and stopping, y'all. Listen. Hope it's, y'all it's a, still it's a, enjoying it's a this. difference between quitting and stopping, right? People say, oh, you gave up on me. You gave up on us. It's a difference between quitting and stopping. Okay. When you're quitting something, you have not gave 100%. You have not tried to make this thing work. You have not put the effort into it to have a better outcome. That's your quitting. You're stopping early, right? Or now I don't want you to stop because I don't want to confuse, but you're quitting, you're like, you're, you're, you're just done early without putting 100% in. Being done and stopping, right? Stopping is, hey man, I did everything I could do. I tried, I tried. It just, we have very differences of opinions. You know, we have a power struggle that we just can't resolve. I don't accept, keyword. I don't accept what it is and it's just not going to work. So I'm going to stop this. I'm not quitting. I feel like I put a hundred percent up. I put the time and I put the effort to sweat, the blood, the tears, whatever you have sacrificed along the way, but it's just not working. So at that point, you're stopping what you're doing. You're not quitting. Even if it's subtle, there is a difference and people will try to position you at saying you gave up on them. But in reality, you just decided to stop because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing Come on over, now, over, over and over, and over again. again and expecting a different result. At some point, I'm getting off this ride. It's been fun. It's been real. I'm stopping. Okay. Because again, you only control yourself. You do not control another person. So when I'm thinking about the eagle, she's not quitting on these people in the flight flights uh, uh, simulation and the, in the, the care, heavy carrying the weight, she's saying, I'm stopping. We're done. 
you failed, uh, we're going to move on, you know? And, and it's not personal because guess what? When she closed that door on that, that male eagle, he may find another eagle that works for him. Again, good, better, and different. I want to circle all the way back around. Space of gratitude. When it doesn't work out, young man, just say thank me. Don't be mad at me because you got to, there's another eagle for you. There is an eagle out there for you that may not even give you as much weight because she's living a different lifestyle than me. So she might not pick up the log. She may pick up the twig. That may work for her. That's her lifestyle. I'm okay with that. But we, we're log throwing around here. And so I need somebody that's a log catcher. Okay, that's all. That's all we're saying. It's yeah. some food for some thought out there. So uh, it, it, it is. we go on and get your little notebooks out yeah. and start uh, doing some assessments. As we say, well, <laughs> do some assessments. We got to do the top quizzes, but this, this incessant assess yeah, yeah. internally what's yeah. going on. We are in a situation where we're always dealing with people at some point, you know, and so you have to really be able to analyze or, as they say, um, test your relationships. So yeah. I think that's real good. That was real good. Yeah. Two things happen in a relationship too, right? You can grow together or grow apart. There is no other thing, right? In relationships, period, doesn't matter who it is. You mm-hmm. can grow together or grow apart. Because mm-hmm. if one person's growing and another person's not, then you're growing apart, mm-hmm. right? Space. You grow together, you, right. You can grow together or grow apart. And you will have times and cycles where it seems like you're getting closer and the times where you're getting apart. It happens, right? We're not saying it should not happen. It's just saying to be able to acknowledge that it does. But when you have that purpose for your relationships that bigger than you, then something like you drifting apart won't rock it and shake it and, and it won't fall apart because you understand your purpose is higher than you. And, and something what's that, that foundation make, now? Right, what's that right, foundation right, y'all built right, from the beginning, right? right? So right, it can that sustain purpose, that, right. that separation time right. and you can come back because you know you're standing on. That storm you talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Can it weather that storm? Because you have that purpose. What happens is we don't establish purpose for our relationship it, it just naturally happens like oh we had kids together we're together right and we you know people say oh well i'm not gonna leave because of whatever reason right we find our, our comfortability whatever it is but you know what happens with comfortability comfortability then brings about predictability and then what does predictability bring about predictability brings about control mm-hmm. because if you're comfortable which then you become predictable then there's a certain level of control Now, we started this out about being uncomfortable in the nest. So I'm going to throw that back around. You become comfortable, you become predictable, then control kicks in. Mm. People will rock you to sleep. And what I mean by that, they will put you in a position that you get very comfortable. When a job wants you to stay, they make you comfortable. Mm -hmm. They say, hey, don't bother them. Let the sheep does what she needs to do. Don't mess with her. Let her be. She, they want you comfortable because you know what? When you're comfortable, you become predictable and there's a certain level of control. When they want you to go, they make you uncomfortable. Listen, where was she at? She's two minutes late. Hold on. You were talking to them too lows. Why is your lunch break like that? And what do people say? I can't deal with this. I'm out. So when a person wants you to stay, they want you to be comfortable. But you have to understand, don't let that comfortability have you become stagnant. To the point where you, 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 you stop striving for things you desire. You stop dreaming. Don't lose sight of the dreaming. Because the dreaming is not for the other person. The dreaming is for you. See, what happens is we get in these relationships and we keep talking about all this happiness. Oh, I want to be happy. I'm not happy. Happy, happy, happy. Happy is an emotion. And emotions are fleeting. Okay? Because the same thing you happy about today, you may not be happy about tomorrow. You come in the house, you put these new curtains up, you like them. Same curtains tomorrow, next week. 
man, I don't, you know what? They don't do right in the light. You know, I think I want to change them. Well, they're the same curtains. Okay. You just feel different about it. The curtains ain't changed. Mm-hmm. Right. That's when I poured out that we get consumed with happiness. But what I would like to introduce today is finding peace, not happiness, but peace. I, I find it funny that the only time we really tell somebody to, to be in peace is when they pass away. Hey, rest in peace. Why does peace become the focus when life on this earth is over? Why can't we have peace here? Why do we only find peace when we're resting? You know why? Because there's so much internal struggles. And again, we can save that for a whole nother conversation. But it's the difference between happiness and finding peace. Peace doesn't mean you like what it is. You just have found peace with what it is. So if it's not working, I have found peace with it not working. I may not be happy about it. But I understand that life has its own adversity and challenges to help me grow. So I have found peace with that. So now I'm going to continue to work through that that process, right? That's all I'm saying. Strive for peace. Don't wait till you pass on this earth to then want peace. You should want internal peace now. Mm-hmm. And happiness will come. Mm-hmm. It will come because it's self-fulfilling. Wow. You're talking about peace. You, you just hit on uh, that one episode I did closing out 2020 called Hold Your Peace. It's nothing like it, y'all. Y'all need to go ahead and listen to that because that's definitely going to get you enlightened about how you got to have your peace now. You know, um, not when you you dead. Let's let's start dealing with it now, holding your peace, but also just being intentional about how you're moving forward towards things. So mm-hmm. that that's that's spot on right there. I think yeah. I think that's awesome. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you one thing about why we can't have peace is because we either focus too much on the future or too much on the past, right? We, we focus on what used to be or what should be or what, where we should be or where we going to be instead of focusing on where we are, right? If you're living in the past, which is over, or you're living in the future, which has to happen, you're living in things that don't exist anymore. The only real thing that exists is the present. That's why we call it a gift, Present gift. That's why they call it that because that's the only thing that's real. The past is over. Future hasn't happened. Most people are living in the future or living in the past. And then they wonder why there's so much internal struggle because they're wishing they had what they used to or wish they didn't do some things they did do or they wish they had things they don't have. You know what I mean? And so the key is this. They got hindsight, which is the past. Hindsight being 2020, right? We got hindsight and then we have foresight but where they overlap in the middle is called insight. And that's where we need to spend our time in the present. We need to spend our time in insight. What we've learned in the past that actually can be applied today and and learning from things of where we want to be, have that insight, not get so locked into hindsight or foresight, but insight. That's the key. And we can do this all day if you want. Like this is, I love this. You know what I'm saying? Like this is. Listen, we like to mentor out here. That's why we got, listen. Uh, this is good. I think what we're going to do is wrap this on up for this episode so we can mm-hmm. give the queen something to chew on. And then if you guys love this, like definitely hit me up with some uh, comments and feedback. And you know what? We'll have Big Brother back on here. We could do some more on the things that he talked about. So before we exit out of here, what is two big tips you want people to take home from your message you gave today? I'll say this, right? because we've been talking about birds and analogies and metaphors, you know, you have nightingales, which are birds that beautiful songs. You have peacocks, which are birds with beautiful colors. And then you have eagles. Okay. Um, 
because we've been talking about Eagles. I want to tie it all together. Spend less time with Nightingales because they're all talk. Spend less time with Peacocks because they all show. Spend time with Eagles because they bought that action and they're focused. Understand? So that's what I would say. And then we can get back to anything else if, if your listeners want to. Less times with Peacocks and Nightingales, more times with Eagles. Mm. And when I was reading just because of how they like to soar alone, what do you, what's your take on Eagles being alone? Because sometimes people look at it as they lonely, but it's not necessarily that they lonely. It just means that they don't mind being alone, but they look for other birds that look like them, as we mm-hmm. talked about in the mating. But what's your thought mm-hmm. on, you know, because we both have in our careers you know, had to do some solo things and have people that don't look like us in our arenas. How does it feel for you to kind of be like, you know what, um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of soaring out here alone. How does that look Mm -hmm. for you? Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, hmm. I I think what happens is when you're alone, um, and you're, you're kind of in uncharted territory or you're trying to, um, break some boundaries or barriers. Uh, there's a certain level of stress that you may put on yourself. So let me X out the word stress. Let me say there's a certain amount of pressure you put on yourself. Mm. Um, some people would rather be accepted for who they're not than to be rejected for who they are. Okay. I'm said again, some people would prefer to be accepted for who they're not than to be rejected for who they are. Right. Cause they're looking for that validation. Sometimes you fly solo because you're trying to reach new levels. New levels can be anything. It, it, it doesn't necessarily mean a career per se. It could be within your relationship. It could be within um, um, your community, you know, a new level, whatever that is to you. You used the word level up earlier. So in order to do that, sometimes you will have to fly alone because those that are around you may not be interested in where you're trying to go at that moment. Does that mean you don't go because they're not interested? You're interested. And sometimes you do go at it alone, but understand you, the part of mentoring is to help others elevate as well. Mm-hmm. That's the whole part of giving back, right? Is because you're only as strong as your network. Come on. Right? Mm-hmm. And so if the network doesn't exist, you help build it. You help build it. And there's power in that, but there is a certain amount of pressure, but I'm going to tell you why I started looking at it as pressure and, and not as stress. See, what happens is when you look at certain things as stressful, you're basically, basically acknowledging that you have no control. You're, you're at the, uh, uh, um, it, it's the circumstances are dictating everything. Like you have no control. That's why you're stressed. But when you're under pressure, there's a certain level of control you do have. You don't have total control, but you have a certain level of control. And, and pressure does what? Pressure unlocks potential. They can say diamonds out there. Yes. Listen, listen, they can say, yo, he's, I'm, you know, I'm a man. We tend to use sports. I apologize women, but I think y'all know Michael Jordan. Okay. Cause you might not, you might be buying your son sneakers and stuff like that or your husband or whatever, or, or, or boyfriend or whatever. So, so, so Michael Jordan, they say, Oh, Michael Jordan got potential. The only way he became so powerful is because he had to have pressure because if he's never got put under the gun and had to take the shot at two seconds on the clock, we would never see if he can rise to uh, the occasion. Mm. You know, you don't rise to the occasion until you have pressure on you to do so. Nobody just sits there and starts to shoot two seconds and, and, and have no reason to do it. 
So what I'm trying to say to you is when you fly solo, there's a certain amount of pressure that will unlock things in you. You didn't even know you had because you had to show what you could do. You either fold or you rise. You yeah. fold or you rise. And there will be times that you fold because guess what? The pressure may be too much. But guess what? Thank you. I've learned from that. Space of gratitude, good, better, and different. And I will come back stronger. So solo sometimes puts a certain amount of pressure. But I view that pressure as an opportunity to unlock potential within me that I may not even know I had. Mm, that's a mic drop right there. Listen, that's a mic drop. Y'all better catch that T right there. Uh, so as I said, never be afraid to soar in solace. Solace meaning alone. Listen, you're going to get them other eagles. And sometimes you got to create an atmosphere where you meet other eagles. I'm in a whole new atmosphere right now. And so where I was before, I was, it was looking different. Now creating spaces. So I, I think this was spot on guys. So we want to thank you, Rob. Uh, yeah. One, one more thing you said alone. And I want to point out there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Oh, okay, yeah. hold on. There is a difference. You said to me, hey, how does it feel flying alone? Being lonely is a feeling. Flying alone is an actual thing. Let me tell you. Remember I told you about feelings being fleeting, okay? Some people are in relationships and still are lonely. Don't get it confused. Come on now, run it. Let's, let's talk about it because sometimes people think that being in a relationship means you feel like you got a connection. No. Some people are in a relationship and they feel very alone. But it's not alone that they're feeling. It's lonely that they're feeling because somebody is there. So they're technically not alone. They just feel lonely. So I can actually fly alone and not feel lonely because I understand my purpose. Mm. Mm. And I'm going to leave it like that. Listen, that was good. Listen, we was getting ready in the chat. He had one more good nugget for us because that's what I be trying to tell people. Don't, don't get it confused because you see people riding alone that you think they lonely. That is not a fact. The fact is they are flying alone, but that don't mean they lonely. So I think that's so good, guys. Listen, we're going to wrap this up. We're wrapping up the Eagle series. I hope you guys are so blessed by the message that came through. We've gotten such rave reviews on this series. Uh, it's just so much that's out there. So the key nuggets, there's so many, but just make sure that you guys take some notes. You share it with friends, subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Intentional Queen Journey. Um, you also can go to my website at intentionalqueenjourney.com. I'm loving the feedback. I'm loving the ideas. Queens know that I'm definitely, definitely working on some new things coming up for you guys. You guys have been awesome. I have reached out to some of you personally to ask you topics that you want. So just know I have taken points and I am working on them. So next episode is going to be about my girl, Vanilla Swain, coming through. Level up your IQ to a better you. Stay tuned into the Intentional Queen movement. And I'll see you guys in two weeks. So have a good week, guys. Bye-bye.